0: This is a parental guidance moment. Welcome back to the Sunday service. It's the home of the hostile gospel. It's the shittest podcast in the world, bruh. We're back for another episode and I've got a very special guest with me today, the wonderful, the talented Eddie Rockefeller. How are you?
1: What's up, motherfucker? <laughs>
0: Good to have you on, dude.
1: <laughs> yeah, thanks. Good to be here. Yeah. Thanks for um allowing me to twist your arm to be like, yo, get me on your podcast. <laughs> oh, it was it was
0: hardly an arm twist. I um, I wanted to have you on for a while, actually.
1: Well, that just worked out well then. <laughs> it did work. It
0: did work out well. Yeah, I just I had I targeted a few other people and I was just like, oh yeah, like I want to eventually get you on because you obviously you run a bunch of rooms up here in Newcastle and you're quite an important person in in Newcastle oh, comedy i feel oh
1: that's so sweet no because like,
0: <laughs> you're a because it's in different places i've done comedy you get different type of room runners you get people that think that the room is about them the people are there to see them and that this is all about me and these are just some extras
1: oh yeah totally i've i've met those room runners <laughs> yeah. but you're
0: like totally the opposite like you're always really nice really lovely to everyone you always try to give people equal stage time and you're just a fucking sick cunt bra so i was oh, like thanks man. i wanted to give you some flowers when you when you came on i was like i gotta gotta tell her that you do a, a fucking good job and um yeah like i've even been at scenes where where women are kind of bitchy towards one another and then not really oh, nice yeah, I and hate that shit yeah it's I like oh you can't that. put fucking her on the lineup and all this shit and i was like dude i just want to tell jokes yeah. and be funny so i'm so glad that i'm so
1: i'm so down with that that's what i'm about as well yeah, yeah totally. and i'm
0: so glad that newcastle it just has a fucking a cool scene where people actually do want people to do good they're just like no we just want everyone to be fucking oh, awesome yeah.
1: yeah 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 i think i've um uh that was like one of the biggest things i wanted to try and encourage in the scene when i first started running rooms i was like um, I think it's probably because uh, I, I do a lot of things, right? But as my day job, I work as a music teacher, right? So I've already got this like ingrained in me, this thing to be very nurturing and <laughs> trying yeah. to be like, no, you did great, buddy, but like not in a condescending way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so I can't help it. It's just part of my personality to do that. Well, I think
0: yeah. it's a, I think it's a a good quality that you have. So we do a little beverage breakdown every episode. Hell yeah, let's do it. Um, so we'll get straight into this one. This should be the national anthem, eh? Yeah, this is freaking goes. <laughs> so
1: cool. I love all the music on your
0: podcast. Oh, thanks. I can't remember who said it, but they were like, my testosterone levels just went through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> One of the guests.
1: I think that was Luke Dillard. I heard that episode. Yeah, and it's, <laughs> or was that Ethan? It, I don't know. It, I can't remember now.
0: It's it's stuck with me. Um, so these, I found an app. It's called Untapped. So if if you're listening and you want to follow me on Untapped, it's basically just rate beers. So we'll so, give we'll give beers a rating um, on Untapped. I'll go back through the catalog and I'll listen to um, some of the beers that we had on because I <laughs> can't remember all of them. But um, anyway, cheers, dude. Cheers. Oh, and we should say that Eddie's got some Buffalo Trace. Yeah, baby. Recommended by the one and only Joe Rogan.
1: Oh, that is good. It's good? Yeah, mine is good. How's yours?
0: This, this is good. So this is by More Beer Brewing Co., which is based in Port Macquarie. Um, and I've been smashing the dark beers recently. So when I saw that there was a black IPA piqued my interest because IPAs typically aren't that dark but that is fucking delicious um what how many standard beverages in this this it looks like it's packing a punch fuck this is hard to oh 1.78 very precise get around it more beer brewing co
1: okay can um I know this is a weird question can I smell it
0: you can smell (laughs) it you can taste (laughs) it do what you want
1: I'm curious you're giving it such a good oh yeah it smells like beer
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it definitely does. Give it a okay, sip. If okay, you
1: want. I'll give it a go. Okay, just sh- I just—I should warn you. I'm not actually a big fan of beer. So me, I'm the me. worst person to. Yeah.
0: Oh, dude, I had had my mate Taylor on last week, and yeah, he doesn't like beer at all, at all. And and he had a, he had like he had probably four respectful mouthfuls, and then he's just like, bro, he's like I can't do this. This is putrid.
1: Oh, what's so nice, of you. Oh, you can, like just rate your friendship by how many mouthfuls he has. And <laughs> yeah. Like, this is how much I well, want you to like me. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, Come
0: on, man! It was pretty funny because he's just like you. He's like, you wanted this beer for yourself. <laughs> like, <laughs> it wasn't for me, was it? And I was like, not at all. But I might try some of this buff trace. So I've got it on the on some rocks. If you're one of those whiskey nerds, that's like, dude, yeah. oh, you fucking can't have to have it neat and buff. <laughs> Fuck yourself, you know what I mean. <laughs> whiskey, is I to drink be to
1: get drunk. That's like the only purpose. Yeah, for me.
0: and whiskey is to be drank however the fuck you enjoy it. So settle down, boys.
1: Totally. Mind you, I do. Um, I have found because I'm a big jinker, right? But I I tend to find that if it doesn't taste at least decent, I can't. I just can't. I've tried to get drunk on things that I don't like the taste of and I just drink slower and then I end up sober at the end of the night.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. just
1: doesn't work for me. No, good. But it doesn't have to It doesn't have to be, like, amazing. It just has to be, like – Like, I, I did this weird thing the other night because I'm trying to be healthier, right? Because I drink so much, I'm like, you got to think about it. So I mixed um, – I did bourbon, Coke and some tonic water. Oh, uh, yeah. So I did a mixture of it, but not so much that it was disgusting. Just, like, it was just not as delicious.
0: Do you like soda water?
1: No, nah, I'm not a f- I'm not really a fan of nah. Yeah. <laughs> Sparkling water, soda water, all the other shit. There's like just drink water, like
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't actually don't I don't mind it. So if I was trying to do a health kick, that's probably something I'd do. I've been yeah. on a bit of a health kick as well this oh, week. Oh, okay. Gotten back in the gym and uh I fucking hate the gym, dude. <laughs> I fucking can't stand. It. I've and I got like I got some of these. Clearly I
1: do too. <laughs> 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 Oh, we can relate
0: <laughs> it's my girl
1: uh,
0: yeah i went i got some um of these like pre-made meals uh, from my muscle chef and if there's a nutritionist listening i know they're not the healthiest thing there's they're high in sodium and shit like that but for me i was like i fucking because i travel so much for work it's either you like try pull in Get like a yes. pub pub feed somewhere or you've got shit food that you're eating.
1: Yeah, I have a similar issue whereas um I just need something that's like like able to get it's either fast because I'm gonna eat it on the way that I'm driving somewhere, yeah. Um, which means Mac is drive through and I hate it. I swear to God, if Subway had a drive through, I would go there because I'd rather just have something years. healthy. I would love it if they did. Oh my God, or Oliver's like because they do healthy options as well. Yeah. I just need a healthy drive through option, and I would pick it every time. Dude,
0: I've I've spoke to Cass, my partner, about this and calling it calling a healthy drive through gyms, like. <laughs> So, so, like, if there was, like, a gym. Like,
1: big gyms mowing. Yeah, but, like, just gyms.
0: <laughs> like, but, like, it's like wordplay because you go to also go to the gym. But I was just okay. like, how good would it be if, like, there was – if you could just station one, like, across the road from gyms or, like, an actual gym and then when someone comes out, it's just like, hey, man, like, fucking boots. You've got chicken – like rice yeah. or whatever you want, nice healthy meal, and nice. you can eat it and go on. But I can't be fucked starting that business. Yeah. So if well, someone can, go ahead is, and do it.
1: The other issue is we need it to be as successful as McDonald's Yeah. for it to be as located <laughs> around the areas that we would be travelling. Yeah, you so know what I mean? So
0: So that's why I just ended up just getting these meals as something that was just convenient. Yeah, I can count calories and see what I burn with my whoop strap. And I used
1: to make my own pre-planned meals. Yeah. Um. You know what, um, it, it didn't work out for a while because, like, it worked for a, a small amount of time. And then, okay, get this. Because I'm all about just making it the easiest way possible but still trying to be healthy. So when I lived back in Tamworth, I used to just um, make a bucket of salad at the beginning of the week. Mm. Um, like, literally, just, like, a tupper, huge, this huge Tupperware container, just a bucket of salad, right? And then i just eat that during the week. And that was easy for me. So that's what I did. But then after a while you get really sick of it because by the end of the week it's all gross and shit. Yeah. So it didn't really work. It worked at the beginning of the week but not towards the end. So, um, yeah, I just get those um, pre-made meals from Coles now. That's what I do.
0: Yeah, I, I was making meals but it takes like a whole fucking day. Like I was doing Saturdays, it's so like I do effort. meal prep and then I don't want to just have the one meal for however long. So I'm cooking four different fucking things. And then I'd always find that my chicken would get dry when I'd reheat it. And I was like, this just sucks.
1: Yeah, yeah, And it does.
0: I don't know what my muscle chef's putting in their shit, but it's not really going dry. <laughs> so I was just like, fuck, I'll stick for this. I've got 25 meals. I'll see how I feel afterwards. So yeah, for sure. See how we go. But you um, mentioned Tamworth.
1: Tamworth, indeed.
0: Born and bred.
1: Yeah, baby.
0: <laughs> and when – dude, this is like Tamworth, like moving to Newcastle is like – the Canberra equivalent of like, I'm moving to Sydney. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, so for me, it was like a decision between either Newcastle or Melbourne um, because I had family at both places and both were sort of considered hubs for music. Um, and at the time, I was not a comedian, but I was a musician. Yeah. Um, and Tenworth Country Music Capital wasn't really the place where I needed to be yeah. <laughs> for my music. Uh <laughs>
0: what did you play?
1: Um, so I play... Violin, piano, guitar, and vocals. Um, and I, I d- at the time I did more like – I did like pop, R&B, like hip-hop sort of covers. Okay. Um, and so I just sort of wanted to be in a community that sort of supported that and there were other people like me or or just they were more chill about music. Um, I don't know. I'm, I i wasn't a huge fan of the Tenworth music scene. Okay. Um, there were some people that I absolutely loved and they were great, um, but those people were still centred in – country so it's like w- w- what is the point then and uh, there was this is really unless you're playing a pub rock cover band um there's no gigs to be had out there you have to play pub rock that's literally all they book uh so yeah i just wanted to go somewhere where i could actually be employed to play music i wanted to play yeah cool you know yeah hence newcastle
0: and you yeah so you're settled here
1: I did, yeah, and I love it here. It's near the beach. He was close enough to Tamworth that I could still travel back and visit if I wanted to. I've stopped doing that now, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I used to do it a lot at the time. I had um I had a boyfriend that lived in Musselbrook, so for me, traveling back was just like um I just got to go visit him more. Yeah. Um, and then he dumped me. <laughs> <laughs> what a dick! <laughs> I know. Um, I'm Sarcho Catch. <laughs> uh yeah no so i stopped doing that i i, I still you know covid's actually the thing that made me officially stop traveling back and i think i will eventually travel back it's just one of those things where i tell them that newcastle is better so they should come visit me instead yeah
0: you know? <laughs> my, my sister used to always do that like when she lived in sydney she's like just come to sydney guys it's so much cooler so she lived at Coogee. Yeah. so we, we'd always or i'd always go down there and, and kick it with her
1: i'm sorry between Coogee and sydney
0: I think she's right. I think. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, totally. And, and no,
1: I was like, "Oh, how far do I push this?" Yeah, but no,
0: and, ca- and especially like Canberra, like especially Canberra in the winter, like now is just fucking heinous. Yeah. So, yeah, any any excuse to get to Coogee was was fucking was on point. Um, you said something the other day that maybe that made me laugh. You grew up in a very Christian household with no alcohol. Uh huh. And, uh-huh. and <laughs> I was in the shower before, and I was just like. What the fuck? I was like, what would, what does, what did, what do you do in Tamworth if you don't drink? Oh,
1: don't worry, I drank. Uh, (laughs) I just, I waited. Um, I didn't drink until two months before my eighteenth birthday, and I actually technically never intended on drinking. Um, I never planned on it because if if it's not around your family. And then you just always hear the bad parts about it. You don't sort of really think, oh well, I just won't do it then. But I still wanted to hang out with all the people who did drink. I enjoyed their company, you know, I enjoyed you know, my friends were, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, so that was fine. Um so but but I'm also a very extroverted sort of person. So yeah, it's not you like are. I needed alcohol to go chill with them. I was just like, I'll oh, just stay sober all the time and go yeah. hang out with drinking people. That will be fine. And then this cute guy I really liked handed me a drink and I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All it talk, I'm like <laughs> such a pushover. <laughs> Fucking
0: rubber arm Eddie over here. In my
1: defence, I went to an all-girls school, so I was not used to male attention. So oh, I was right. like, any chance. So I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: we were, I went to an all-boys yeah. school and uh, <laughs> one of my neighbours went to an all-girls school and she said the truest statement. She's like, all you boys are sex-starved lunatics. Yeah. <laughs> and I was oh like, my God. especially like teenage boys, like when you're going through puberty, like – dudes are just fucking animals. So.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I always say my parents like I, I make jokes about on stage, but genuinely, my parents sent me up to become a slut. Like they did. Yeah, like at going every to a point. <laughs> oh my god, they sent me to an all-girls Anglican boarding school. Oh fuck. I know. Um oh, we're not even Anglican. My family's not even Anglican. <laughs> yeah. I
0: don't <laughs> even know the difference between Anglican cat like. Uh, yeah, we were Seventh-day Adventists, Christian? so
1: completely different Christian well, yeah, different religion. Anglican, um, okay, so get this. I learned this when I went for a job interview in Anglican school. Okay. I swear to God, Anglican is just Catholic, but they do it on Sunday. I did not realise this until I went to, I mean, I shouldn't make that as a blanket statement because I am just making a blanket statement. What do they do on Sunday, mass? No, it's just, um, okay, so what I mean is obviously their practices are different, but what I mean is their beliefs are pretty much the same apart from the fact that they do it on Sunday. And I was like, when it, when it happened, because I went to this school for an interview because um, they were looking for a music teacher. And originally I didn't want to do it, but then, um, you know, somebody else pushed me. They are like, oh, no, they've asked twice now. They're really desperate for someone. And I was like, fine, I'll go ahead and see. And they basically gave me this huge speech about what their beliefs are and everything and told me I had to sign a thing saying that I believed what they believed <laughs> before i taught where i w- before i was allowed to teach there and i'm like i'm teaching violin like i don't know ne- what, what am i going to do i'll play an a for the glory of god like what yeah are you kidding me i just i'm music teacher i don't need to be your beliefs to teach at your school yeah. i'll happily like it's your school so like i'll just not talk about religion when i'm there how about that i'll yeah, just a- talk about music i'm a music teacher yeah man it made no sense to me um but, yeah, after that speech, I was just incensed and the idea. They were like – because I went there um, pretending I was still religious to my religion Yeah. Um, because they were looking for someone with Christian values. And I'm like, I know what the Christian values are. I don't practice religion anymore, but, like, I'm not going to swear in front of your kids. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be, You know what I mean? I know how be to a be good <laughs> a good Christian cunt. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, so I told them, oh, this is what my religion believes. And they said, oh, this is what our religion believes. You have to – convert. And I was like no, on principle. I mean, I'm not even Seventh-day Adventist and still no on principle. Like
0: <laughs> And what do the Seventh-day Adventists believe?
1: Um so Seventh-day Adventists is much more actually, if I had to pick a religion, Seventh-day Adventists would have been the one I went with. Okay. Um because That's they're much more loving. They're more, much more about the love of God and they focus on that. So they worship on fr- Friday sunset sad- to Saturday sunset is the Sabbath. Um and Oh man, I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to explain to other people what they believe. I ask me a question about their beliefs and I can answer that. But it's hard to be like, go, this is what we believe. Oh, I
0: was just like, do they have different like different practices? Because I, I think like I grew up Christian, but I think the school that I went to was Catholic. And I still yeah. don't even know the difference between those two, to be honest. Yeah, well that's Angry that's Irish because
1: people. they are so similar. Yeah. I'll be honest with you though, I assumed um, I assumed Seventh day Adventist was similar to Anglican as well, because that's what I used to tell people. Because um, I'd say, oh, yeah, I grew up Seventh day Adventist. And they'd be like, what is that? And I, I'd be like, oh, it's just Anglican, but we practice on Saturday. That's what I would tell people. Yeah. And I didn't realize till I had this interview that was like, fuck, you know, they believe, like, they believe in full on hell, damnation, blah, 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 blah. Uh,
0: okay. And it's
1: like, um, it's, it's, so it's not that we don't believe. In, we don't believe that people die and go to hell. We believe that when people die they're just sleeping until the second coming. Right. Essentially. There um, you go. I think yeah, that's the core cool thing I think that's different from memory man. It's been decade since I've even been near a church.
0: Yeah. I
1: So it's like it's hard for me I don't want to be the authoritarian on that because like I have not practiced in so long. That I could be misremembering. I don't think. I don't, think, shit, I don't so. think anyone who
0: listens is going to hit you yeah, up and be like, "Well, <laughs> here's a few facts about <laughs> about
1: the religion." No, that's so true. That's so true. All right. But, uh,
0: so, looping <laughs> back to, to comedy. So you you're a musician. You moved to Newey for music, exactly. Um, and then, where did the itch come? Where you like, I want to do, I want to do comedy. Were you were yeah. you always you you're extroverted, but were you always funny at school? Um.
1: I Yeah. I always used to make my friends laugh, but like I always had very nerdy friends, so you know, like, I kind of really thought about it too much. Um. I, I. do remember one instant when I was a kid. Um. For a whole day, I, I. I. was thinking. I wrote a stand-up set once in my head, and I was practicing it all day. And the next day, I went back and looked at my notes and went, "Oh, that's not funny." And then just instantly gave up on that dream. <laughs> so I did have the dream for like one day when I was um uh, when I was like thirteen. Um, But honestly, the reason why it happened is – so when I moved to Newcastle, um, because I've had such a restrictive upbringing, um, there was a lot of stuff I wasn't allowed to do as a kid. So can you imagine me as an adult being let loose on the world with independence? I just like, oh, I'll do that, I'll do that. I was literally – My schedule was jam-packed with, like, everything I'd ever wanted to do in my whole life. Like, I was doing pole classes. I was doing dance classes. I was doing martial arts training. I was doing um, karaoke every night. I was out singing. I was doing open mics. I was, you know, I was doing everything I could get my hand. Ooh, I was fire-twirling and fire-eating, all this sort of stuff. Like, anything that sounded interesting to me, I was giving it a go. And then somebody told me um, there was a comedy scene in Newcastle, and I went, oh fuck it, I'll have a crack at that. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I'm totally down. Um, so I think it was it was David Gandner who he saw me get up at a storyteller's night. Yeah, okay. Um, and he's like, oh yeah, you should come to the Crown and Anchor. And I was like, oh yeah, because at, at the storyteller's night, I just gotten up and talked crap. I didn't prepare anything. They were just like, this is a the theme, and I'm like, I'll tell this story. Get up. Um, so I'm distinctly thinking, I was like, yeah, I'll just t- I'll get up and talk shit like I always do. At this open mic. Yeah. And I rocked up on the night and everybody had, like, proper jokes, like premise like set up, you know, punchline, everything, um, proper sets, uh, which I did not expect. I didn't expect the level of comedy that we have in Newcastle. Um, so I backed out. I went home. I wrote a set that night, practised it for two weeks straight, memorised it, got up stage and, and did it the next fortnight. What year was that? Um, oh, man. Oh, Jesus. I I can't remember. Um, but I've definitely been doing comedy six, edging toward maybe seven years, six yeah, okay. years, definitely six years, maybe seven. I can't remember. Yeah, right. Um, I remember it was after I got dumped. Yeah, it was definitely <laughs> after I got dumped. I was single at the time because <laughs> I remember that um, uh, my, my ex-boyfriend was super into comedy. So I remember thinking... Oh man, if you could see me now, he'd so want me back. Like <laughs> <laughs> Which is so completely stupid because if you'd seen me at the beginning, it would be like, no, I made the right choice. Like, do <laughs> you know? Because everybody sucks when they first start. Oh, it's a You know? It's uh, terrible. Do you have
0: a bomb that haunts you?
1: Um, I have a set that haunts me. Um that is a bomb, but also is not technically a bomb, but it's all from my bad decisions. Yes, okay, so Um, I drove up to Sydney to do a set, right? Um, And we all know the pain of driving two hours to bomb for four minutes and then have to drive another two hours home. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Do not get me started. you
0: just want to to veer into a telegraph (laughs) pole?
1: (laughs) It's like, why do I do this to myself again? I asked that. I, you know what? I ask that question far more regularly than I should at how long I've been doing comedy, <laughs> every I, now and then. I
0: think whenever you try new bits, you're always like, oh, how's this going to go?
1: Yeah, how did I think I was good at this again? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, so uh, I, it's one of those ones where um, they they released the lineup beforehand, but they, they put like 30 comics or something on. I'm probably exaggerating, but there was a lot of comics, um, and I was very last.
0: Oh, no. Last
1: on the bill. And I'm driving from Newcastle. And so normally I would say, hey, man, would you mind, like, bumping me up? But I I happened to be staying in Sydney that night at my parents' place. So I was like, oh, you know, I don't have to be a dick. I am actually staying in Sydney, so I'll just leave it alone. So I rock up about 45 minutes after the event's supposed to start because I figure if I'm right at the end, may as well, you know, just take my time. I rock up 45 minutes later. They haven't even started yet. Oh, no. Right? So they finally start, like, 10 minutes after I'm there have to sit through this entire show. They had people dropping in and pushing into the line. So they were doing like – they weren't even on the lineup, but they were doing sets. And I'm sitting here at the end going, oh. So we have sparse audience the entire evening, right? Yeah. At one point, about halfway through the show, um, a whole table of drunk um, people come into the room and the atmosphere just goes up. Like it's high. And I'm like, oh, I'm actually getting excited to get on. That point is when the MC decided – um, that he was going to do an entire set himself because there was finally an audience there for him to, you know. This is one of my instances of knowing whether, you know, the it's about them. Yeah. The person, you know it's what I mean? my room.
0: Yeah, yeah, Definitely yeah. see me.
1: So it's like the rest of the night he's just introducing, it's just, oh, this guy, this guy, this guy. Crowd shows up and I'm like, okay, I get you doing a little bit of material to get them into the show but they were already into the show. You didn't need to, you could have kept going, right? But... He clearly was very much like, oh, there's an audience here for me now. Um, And uh, he was on there for like 10 minutes. And by the end of the 10 minutes, they were leaving. So he literally, (laughs) I was so mad at this, right? And we get to the end of the night. Finally, I'm on. Everybody in the audience is left. There's only like a couple of comedians left, maybe two audience members or something like that, right? So it's already dead as fuck. I was intending on getting up and doing new stuff, right? Um, but I was also, at this point, very prepared to bail and try to do, like, some old stuff to try and get people into the comedy because I, I tried, like, one line of my new shit, nothing hit, and I was like, okay, I'm going to have to do something to get the audience back up. Yeah. I do some older stuff, still nothing. I'm like, oh, great. This drunk chick walks up to me, like, because there was stairs right next to this, this stage. So she, she comes down the stairs, super drunk, just comes right up to me on the stage, like, right in my face going you can barely understand what she's saying, but she wants to tell a story. And literally at this point, I'm like, well, it can't be worse. So (laughs) I let her take the mic. And I'm so mad at myself for this. I'm so mad about it, right? You can't understand a single thing she's saying. So I'm trying to take the mic, but I'm too polite. So I'm like, okay, I'm trying to take the mic. Eventually somebody has to come on and help me get the mic off her, right? I finally get the mic. And I'm like, okay. So at this point, I've done two jokes up top. This woman has come along and then done, like, a very awkward couple of minutes thing there. (laughs) And then I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I'll, you know, I'll try my set now, right? And and then the guy starts giving me the wrap-up. Like, oh, can't I do my set because this woman just took over my set? And he's like, no, 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 wrap it up, (laughs) right? So I had to get off stage, barely getting a chance to do anything, and then that was, like, because that was three hours I waited to get on stage. Fuck. Fuck. Oh man, it was the worst set of my life, and it's it's half my fault. But like, oh Jesus, it's just I think about that all the time, all the time.
0: <laughs> How funny is it that comedians all have one? They're like, oh my God, fucking, should have done. It. God damn it! Yes, <laughs> like, oh. everyone has one. And it's like, oh, why the fuck would I say that? Why what was I thinking? It happens to everyone, and it's a good way to learn, I guess. You just you got to make mistakes to get yeah. better at it, which is which is weird. Like, there's no. You can do a comedy course, but you can't go to university to become a comedian. There's oh, just no. yeah. The analogy that I that I use is you get you get a machete and a rock to sharpen it, and you <laughs> get get to the forest. Yeah. and they're like there's promised land in there, and it's like <laughs> just start hacking away and yeah, just see yeah. wh- what you can come up with. And
1: that's an excellent metaphor. Actually, I really like that metaphor. Because
0: like when people like talk to you, like they're like, oh, what, Like why do you do comedy? What are you trying to get out of it? It's like, obviously, I want to do it as a full-time. Acceptance. Time. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just I need to a, let – I can answer that one. <laughs> I have a deep need
0: for acceptance by strangers. Yeah. I want everyone to like
1: me. <laughs> <But> Definitely. <laughs> <so> <laughs> I wish I wasn't broken, but I know I am. Yeah. Like, <laughs> let's be honest yeah. about it.
0: There's a few things missing inside. <laughs> I had a pretty good childhood. I don't even know why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, so that's the – like, I've said to friends, I was like, man, like, yet yeah, there is – Re- realistically it'll take 15 years to get to uh, the point that I want to get to yeah totally and all you can do as a comic is just focus on your next step of all right well I'm doing this now my next step is to MC a room or to MC and host a room and yeah. start traveling getting paid for gigs and you eventually will get there and I was like imagine if becoming a doctor wasn't guaranteed you got to go hang out with some wannabe medic medical professionals <laughs> who are fucking half out of their mind on a Tuesday night and then you get to practice five minutes of becoming a doctor and after 15 years you might not be a doctor, like would you do it? And most people wouldn't do it, which is I think like there is the war of attrition, you've got to just stick it out I guess when it comes to.
1: I think that's my biggest um, issue with being an independent artist because it's it's exactly what you just said. Like uh, at the end of the road you don't know for sure that anything's going to come of it. Other than like basically getting paid on like fifty bucks on a handful one gig here or there, or whatever it is, you know yeah. what I mean. Um, I think that's the thing I find hardest because if you sat me down and said, "Um, you work hard for fifteen years and you'll definitely achieve it," I have no issue. But it's it's the thing that you you said It's you like, might. yeah, I work hard for like this amount of time and then I go, and then doubt creeps in and you're like, what if all that time I spent was just completely wasted? Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, and I hate the concept of wasted time. I'm not a fan of it. No. I can't do it.
0: And it's easy to get in your own head. Like, even on Tuesday night, like, um, you know, my partner's away. So it's just, like, Doggo, he is the like, hey, Russ, he's the most, um, like, he's the clingiest dog. He hates being left alone. Loves to be included in everything, which is why he gets to come to the podcast with this. I think that's awesome. Um, So I was, like, I was sitting there with him. I was, like, oh, fuck. I missed the ferry that I wanted to take. And then all these little voices came and it's just like, just don't worry about it, man. It's just one mic. You can miss one mic.
1: Yeah. Stay
0: home. Your dog's going to be sad. And then I think
1: that's the only thing I stopped myself from doing. Um, uh, uh, I, oh, I always go to an open mic if it's possible. Yeah. Like if it's available, I go. Go.
0: And I just said to myself, I was like, stop being a fucking pussy, man. Like go and, go and do it. You're not going to get better at comedy sitting here playing with your fucking dog. Yeah, totally. And then – the crowd on Tuesday was a little bit weird. There was the younger people. Then there was like the gay vibey people. And I'm like, yeah. all right, I can vibe with them and then try win the room. And no, like not many people were kind of doing well. Some bits that I've seen crushed weren't popping. And yeah. it was hard to kind of get. Was this I,
1: literally last Tuesday? Yeah. And Dude, then, I got up so drunk. <laughs> oh, <did
0: you? laughs> then I just was like, fuck, I'm going crowd work yeah. on this. And I had a, I had a like a really good set. Like I was so happy. Like that when I left, I was like. Thank fuck I did this. Like, yeah. time wasn't wasted. I got better at the craft. Like, got you know a little bit better at crowd work. There are some parts that like, I was like talking to this chick. I'm like, so how do you all, how do you all know each other? And she's like, we're friends. And I was like, okay, bitch. Like, yeah. I'm trying to <laughs> engage with you, man. <laughs>
1: Give me something more. Like, and or they, just an attitude that isn't fuck off. <laughs> yeah, and there was like yeah. people
0: just yelling shit out. So I was like, fuck. I'm just gonna just gonna roast you, buddy, and just. Yeah. yeah, like just roasted them and ha- like had fun, had a good set. Um, but yeah, had to catch the I think the, the next
1: front table, um, I, I connected with them for a bit. But it, it was, it, okay, so this was the worst time. I was there, I br- dragged a mate down who would see, it was his birthday couple birthday, of days. That's right. Yeah, so I dragged him down because um, I'm like, it's a free show. He 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 hit me up and said, I'm free Tuesday night if you want to get drinks. And I'm like, I'll be at the club doing an open mic set. Do you want to come down because it's a free show and then we can go out to the Hemo afterwards, get super trash together. Um, and I always know this is going to happen because I don't finish work till late. So I always get, I'm always like real close to the end. Um, and I think this particular time I was last on the bill.
0: I'll just chuck you on. I'll just send you a text next time and be like, what, Please when, do. when do you want to go? Yeah. And like I'll genuinely do. On. Yeah. I'll do that, that would be great. Easy.
1: Um, because I always, I already go last on all my shows so I can focus on running the show. Yeah. Um, so when I finally get an open mic that I don't have to run and I'm still at the end, I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, <again. laughs> you know so yeah no genuinely please do i would love that
0: yeah easy. um
1: yes yeah, so i i was last on the bill um so I, but i was like i'm drinking here with my mate i'm not gonna not drink just because i'm on late and i've and up drunk before it's gone okay so i'm gonna get drunk which i did and then just before i get up um uh luke dylan was you know um bringing me up on stage and he's like, oh, she's a funny comic. And the front table all knew me from the last week they come to the open mic. Yeah. Um, so they were like, yeah, she's really funny. We re-. Like, they, they, you know, there was so much. She's so funny. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the pressure. Please don't do this to me, especially when I'm drunk. I'm like, I cannot deliver right now. This is not. Um, so for the first um, half of the set, I just spoke to that table and and they loved me still, and it was great. But then I was like very aware of the fact that I was completely ignoring the rest of the audience.
0: Yeah. Okay. Right.
1: So I was like, right, let's bring it back. Let's let's give them something that everybody in the room can connect with. And that's where I failed. Yeah. <laughs> I should have just stuck with a table that liked me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like,
0: <laughs> but it's one of those things. Like you learn, you learn on the mic. Like yeah, you totally. Got to learn on the job. Is he coming to say? Crazy? He is. He's,
1: oh, he's come for some cuddles. I'm at your baby yeah He's generally
0: not an affectionate doggo. I saw that he was trying to get out before. He might be trying to swindle us to, oh, really? to release really.
1: <laughs> 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 I thought you just wanted my love. Oh, he
0: probably does.
1: Yeah He probably oh, wants hey buddy. I love dogs.
0: They are good. They are good yeah, value man. the doggos.
1: I miss having one, but uh, I, um, I always say I can't warrant getting another dog because with all the gigs and all the things I go out for, I'd feel so bad. Yeah leaving the uh, dog behind at home. So I just have to um, get the affection from other people's dogs, like yours. <laughs> yeah. So
0: Well, he's laughing you it up.
1: Go. He loves it.
0: We might take a quick break. I can let him out to go to the bathroom. Yeah, for sure. And we'll be back in a sec.
1: It felt like five with you, Brad.
0: And we're about <laughs> five. That's what every woman says
1: to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Five? That's actually longer than most men. Uh. <laughs> Mate, fuck,
0: jeez. That'd be my PB, I reckon. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> we are back, if you couldn't tell you motherfuckers. Start, um,
1: start it back up with a little bit of um, you know, like a just uh, what what do you call it when you're racist against no sex sexist against men?
0: Um, a lesbian. I
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Oh shit! Yeah, that was a good setup, actually. Fuck, <laughs> that was good. Boom! Line.
0: There's a fucking zinger for you.
1: <laughs> Bringing comedy to the room. Boom, there it is. Oh, um, fuck.
0: All right, so we were chatting a bit. We've ch- chatted about bombing um, your first open mic. What, who were who were some of your biggest comedic influences? And do you see them kind of creeping into your material, or do you just like what they do and just kind of do what you do and try, I don't know, yeah. be as authentic as yourself? Which I, I think definitely you are very authentic.
1: Oh, yeah, I kind of have to be. I'm, I think when I first started doing comedy, I used to be super. I'm self-conscious about the fact that um, I have a very sexual sense of humour. And I think that comes from the fact that I was brought up Christian. So there's a part of me that's telling me that it's wrong that I have, you know, that I like to talk about the taboo subject of sex. You know what I mean? Which is stupid. Um, because like every comic I know has a joke about sex is majority of half of their sets. Like it's it's fine.
0: Yeah. Um, and it's pretty male dominated. And blokes yeah. like to talk about sex. Yeah. <laughs> your, your bit about um, that I, I won't I won't give it away, but one of the bits I love that you do is the waking up mid route. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah yeah
1: that's that's the favorite. that's one of my good ones. When
0: my friends from Stockton came and watched that night, not the rude ones that we interrupted. Yeah yeah, but that some came probably a few months ago. They were like, we love Eddie. Like Eddie's the oh, best. Really? Yeah, they were Sick. like, you were the, you were their you were their favorite. They're like, oh, you were the best. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> fuck off, cunt. <guns. laughs> but they all loved you. They're like, fuck, she's so funny. And oh, they awesome. they love that joke as well. So
1: yeah, it's a good one because um, it's just so shocking. And you think it's like, um, I think I, I may as well tell the joke because we're talking about it. So I start the joke off with, um, um, you know, I do stupid shit when I'm drunk. The other day, I woke up mid fuck. And usually it gets a laugh at the comfortableness of, of what that means, right? And then I go, I would have called foul play, but I was on top, yeah. <laughs> you know? And um, I think Legacy said to me one, I think it was Legacy, it was another comic anyway, they said to me, just the use of that word foul play is just like, you know what I mean? Because it's, I tried to so subtly just not say the word rape, you yeah. know what I mean?
0: Like- and, I th- and I think that like every girl, like when you set that up, every chick goes, oh no exactly like, they, they, exactly like and in part of their mind they would have been like everyone's everyone's had an experience where you've been too drunk to fuck and yeah. like i think everyone's like oh god like <laughs> yeah yeah and it, but when it's a girl telling it like you said it's just like oh fuck i know what's i know what's happened and then bang the the magic trick of reversing it it's like no yeah, this is yeah. actually what it is
1: exactly it's, exactly yeah, and because it's the breaking of that tension because you hear that first line you're like oh no something sinister has happened yeah. And then you break in. You're like, "Oh no, I'm just a, a drunk idiot that fucks a lot," like, <laughs> <laughs> which is exactly what I am. You know what I mean? Like I'm open about it. <laughs> there
0: was, um, there was last week. Did you? Were you there for the Saturday night showcase, or did you just come for the mermaid show? The I just I came for I the mermaid show.
1: Name. Um, Robin, uh, Robin Reynolds.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I I always pause there because at one uh one of our shows that I booked her for. Um, I called her Robin Perkins accidentally because there's oh, another Sydney no. comedian called Robin Perkins. <laughs> oh, no. I've never even met Robin Perkins, but um, I see her on Facebook, like the name a lot. Yeah. So it, I went to introduce her and just last second went, Perkins, what the fuck? No, Reynolds, oh my God. Oh, so wow. now I pause to Look, make sure I say the right last sure name. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah. But yeah, there was a there was a, a girl that was, um, fuck, I wish I could remember her name. It wasn't a girl, she's a lady. But yeah, she had she had this very well written rape joke as well, <laughs> and us and Taylor and I were sitting there watching, and he's just like, it's so, like that subject you can't touch, yeah. You got be you're so a, careful unless you're a word wizard. And he's just like, and he's and he's like, and that was just the way she worded her her joke was just perfect, yeah. And he was just like, because
1: there's a thing, right? The second that you say the R word, the audience, it doesn't matter even if it's if it's um, like a positive or negative or, or whatever the attitude is towards it, the second you say that R word, like the whole audience, just assholes pucker. Yeah. So when you talk about like things around that issue, you have to be so careful with your word use, yeah, like so to. careful.
0: And like I, I learnt that throughout comedy as well. Like I had a joke about sex um, that I used to tell. I don't really tell it anymore. Um, but basically the, when I was working at the hospital, the – I had to give CPR on this lady one time, and we we like ran straight into the to the room where it was happening, but it was it was in angiogram. so like you have to be in protective scrubs. So I quickly got changed into like the protective kind of gear that you need to have, shit over the shoes, gloves, the works. Wow. Got in there and just started doing CPR and set.
1: The, that sounds like it's not a time saver, you know what I mean? Like that's a lot yeah. of extra time. Yeah, That's
0: but because it's like technically like surgery and shit, it was just – But right. I agree because I was like, f- fuck, if it's go time, like don't yeah. you just want someone in there? Like every second counts when someone's heart's Yeah, not I mean working. like put
1: gloves on or something, like the ones that are going to touch her or something. Yeah. But like – anyway, sorry, uh, not to dispute medical <laughs> law right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Neither of us are doctors here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I start doing CPR, save her and um, –
1: Amazing. Holy shit, Yeah, the, the
0: lady was just like, I never thought a man with tattoos would save my life. And I was like – Kind of a cunt thing for you yeah, to say. Yeah, to it's
1: a weird, specific thing to uh, say, yeah. isn't it? When and you, oh, I'm alive. Look, yeah. a man, with tattoos. Like. you wouldn't
0: have been my preference of who saved me. Yeah, but I'm glad that you did. <laughs> I
1: was oh like, Jesus! So that is nuts. Yeah, and
0: it was one of my first kind of um, times working in that area. So you've got to bring a little medical trolley in, and afterwards, the um, there's an Indian doctor. And he's just like, oh, buddy, he goes, I have never seen somebody get changed so quickly. And the joke that I'd said is, I was like, you've never fucked a married woman before. <laughs> but fucked is so is such a harsh way to, yeah. to do it. And then, like, I noticed when I tell the joke, people were like, eh. And then I reworded it as, like, you've never had an affair with a married woman before, have you? And it still implies all the same things, but it's not as yeah, vulgar. Yeah, exactly. And that, that tended to work a little bit.
1: I think that's probably better. something I need to work more into my comedy. Like, because I do it sometimes, and then other times I'm just like, nah, just ground it, just floor it, let's just go. <laughs> you I think
0: know? that being vulgar, I, like, I think that suits your style of comedy, though. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I mean, I agree, but I also think that's the, that's the reason why sometimes I get a little bit self-conscious about it. That I'm like, uh, I, I, sometimes I, um, I get worried that people are going to uh, not notice the craft of the comedy or the way I've worded it to be a good joke. They just hear oh, me say the word fuck or whatever it is that I use and go, that's why she got the laugh. And that's, it's like it's it, that. Don't get me wrong; that contributes. It definitely contributes, but it's like you know, it's still I'm still crafting. It's a the joke. grand like it's reveal
0: still, in the magic trick. Yeah, kind of. yeah,
1: exactly. So I think I just get worried that some people think I'm just like a one trick pony. talk about sex, talk about say the word fucking cunt on stage, and then <laughs> people laugh, and then I get off. Like I, I worry about that sometimes. Yeah. I'm like, because I do work hard on what I do. You know, no, we all do. Yeah.
0: No, no, I, and I think it's just a natural thing that most comics worry about. Anyway yeah, everyone, yeah Everyone's so scared of being a hack Like
1: oh man Oh terrified Yeah That's so
0: it's like Dude that's like <laughs> It's like I don't know Like a, a racist slur But to a comedian You know what I mean Like oh, it's yeah. yeah like if you call someone a hack You're like oh fuck Or like you're so worried Like Me and Mitch Coyne Have so many similar premises Like w- Like I'll talk to him and like man I'm writing a bit About like why you should hit kids And he looks at me He's like I'm writing a bit on why you should hit kids <laughs> we've had, like literally it's like yeah. we share a notepad a notebook or something
1: yeah. but and you then, guys always come up with different punchlines and that's the difference yeah you know and he's
0: just and he's just like all right well like give yours a crack and he's just like if it hits bro it's yours he's a fucking legend and I was like all right I was like we won't do our same bits yeah. on the same night
1: see that annoys me a little bit for this like i get that he's he's trying to be generous and a legend but the idea of somebody owning a premise is bullshit to me that's yeah, bullshit i don't, I don't
0: think he, especially cuz it's yeah, it's a premise. Yeah, like it's if, a premise. If, if it's like we have the exact same punchline, then it's just yeah. like, all right, dude. Then
1: you're like, somebody needs to step back. Yeah, you yeah. did
0: it first. That's all, It's all yours. I'll yeah. scr- I'll scrunch that Move bit along. up and throw it but away. But it's also
1: the idea of like we're only a small portion of the comedy community, right? Like um, So a premise that you don't have but I do have, somebody else in the comedy community is going to have it. We're just aware of it now because we're in the same Dude, it, it
0: happened to me with a, Donnell, a Darnell Rawlings bit. So I've never seen Darnell before. On the way back from Hawaii, my partner's asleep on the plane. It's like fucking probably midnight and I can't sleep. So I'm like, I'll just watch some Netflix. Oh, here's the Degenerate special. Heard good things about Darnell Rawlings. I'm like, I'm going to fucking watch this. The bit that he talks about is how he hates paper straws. And I'm like, oh, that's funny. I, I have a bit about handing paper straws. Let's see where this goes. And it's like basically word for word, oh, the no. exact same joke
1: oh, that's
0: the about how we all got paper straws because everyone's seen the photo of the turtle that had the plastic straw stuck in its nose. And he's like, everyone talks about um, pollution being the problem. Nobody wants to talk about that turtle's coke habit.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: and It's so a funny bit, man. So he said it and I just go... Fuck! And, like the, and like scare the shit out of poor Cass yeah. everyone's, everyone's like looking at me They're like what the fuck Like what's going on I was like oh And Cass is like is everything okay I'm like me and Dornell Rawlings have the same bit She's just like And you screamed fuck At the top of your lungs On the middle In the middle of a flight Like the worst place You could fucking just start screaming yeah, And carrying yeah. on And like yeah instant anxiety Oh don't worry
1: you're white So you're fine yeah. <laughs> like.
0: I didn't have a beard at the time yeah. <laughs> So yeah but I was just like fuck and then then like instantly I got all this anxiety It's like people think you're a hack everyone's going to know that you oh, you yeah. watched that and then tried to use his bit you're a fraud I'm like I was what And yeah like so obviously he,
1: comedians can get intense about it they do Oh yeah cuz I I've, um, I've heard uh, there's been a couple of arguments that've gone around the scene before about like oh this joke was said by this person or whatever um uh, man it gets it does get a little bit like Contentious, And people get really annoyed when newbies get up and they tell a joke that was done by somebody else. And uh, I think the difference is if you get a newbie who gets up, most of them don't realise that it's completely original industry. Like we do not – it's not a – it's not a covers. It's not like music industry where you can go do covers down at the local pub or something. Yeah. Everything we do is our material, our jokes. But a lot of uh, newbies don't realise that, so they'll get up and do a Carl Barron joke or they get up and do, you know, like a joke they've heard before.
0: My dad calls me once a week and he's got one for you, mate. Oh,
1: my God. <laughs> like, people do that to me constantly. Like, I, I love it. you, buddy,
0: but, like, I'm like I can't tell oh this joke.
1: Oh. Even if it's good, dude, I'm not going to use it because it's not me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like – That's the – because that's the – we talk about it all the time. The only defence you can have against that sort of shit happening is just making sure that everything you write about is about you. Yeah. It's like your experience with this issue or whatever it is. That's the only way. Because you can do – like, I mean, we need to learn how to do just straight joke writing. Like, here's the topic, write a joke about it. We need to know how to do that. But that's the kind of stuff that's, you know, like most likely to be done away with because of parallel thinking. And if you're not big enough to have – Said it first. I say that with quotation marks. You know what I mean? Like it's th- whoever's got the biggest following and says that joke is the person who said it. Now, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like nobody's going to care that you said that two years ago at an open mic in Newcastle. Exactly like nobody's right. going to give a shit.
0: Yeah, it's happened. It's happened twice um, where that's happened with two two very similar bits that I've had with um, two comics, and I was like, "Fuck!" I like I was Devo. Yeah, it's. Then, oh, it
1: sucks when you have to retire a joke because of. St- Know someone more famous has
0: already done it, and then one of my friends is like, dude, he's like, I don't know why you're getting upset about that because you're thinking the same way a professional comic is thinking. He's like, That's a good thing, and I was like, Oh, thanks for the silver lining, yeah. But 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 if
1: you if you also acknowledge the the amount of work it got to get that joke for yourself, yeah, and then now that work is gone forever.
0: (laughs) How do you like to write? How what's your are you a
1: are um, you like
0: meticulous this time of the day i write no matter what, rain hail shine this is my hour that i spend
1: um so i i used to be it depends okay so i like to go for like writing sessions at cafes um because i need atmosphere around me okay um i i have written at home before it's just it's not the same i won't commit to it and um, what i do is i go to a cafe buy myself breakfast and then i'm like i just spent money i better spend 2 hours here you know what i mean like it's it's a it's like a barter system with myself. I'm like, if you wasted this much money yeah, <laughs> treating yourself breakfast. to breakfast, you have to work for, you work for a bitch, you yeah, know. You paid $52
0: yeah. for egg and bacon <laughs> <Exactly>. on sourdough. <laughs> yeah. You better
1: get some jokes out of this, you know. Um, so I, I, on the days that I don't work in the morning, I usually go down um, to a cafe, do a, a writing sesh. But the thing is like um, uh, my life has gotten so busy recently, I can't do it as much as I would like. So yeah. I used to do it like three times a week or something at least. Um, and now, every when my mornings are taken up, I don't ah, it's a whole thing, and I can't get it done. Um, but generally, what I do is I write for two hours. I'll take um, and I'll go back and I'll just like make a dot point system of all the funny ideas that kind of came out of it. So like I'll do a flow write of something or, or think on an idea, and then I'll go back and be like, okay, this was an amusing line. This could be something, you know, make a little dot point, and then I'll write further on those dot points. And then, like, if I feel ready, or if I'm at an open mic and I'm, I'm really self conscious about the fact that I don't have new material, like I go look at those dot points. I'm like, right, tonight's the night, <laughs> you know. And you get up and you sort of just riff on those points a bit more on stage. Yeah. Um, I've had like some brilliant moments when I get up. Um, because they always say you remember the jokes that are funny. If you get off stage and you forgot to tell a new joke you were telling, it's because it's not funny, and you know it. You're just hoping that it was funny. That's why you put it down to be like, I'll try it tonight. You were hope You're being hopeful. You're being optimistic. You're being stupid and optimistic, all yeah. right? <laughs> you know that joke's not funny, right? Um, but like, sometimes I'll have little bits and one-liners and things that I wrote like ages ago but just never came to be in a set. And I'll get up to try and do a new riff of a new set I'm doing, um, uh, you know, based on this premise or whatever. And then I'll just get riffing with the crowd. And this line that I thought of like, Two years ago will pop into my head and I'll say it and I'll be like, oh my god, I just I don't know for some reason when I'm on stage when I'm in when I'm on on yeah. stage because sometimes you have nights when you're just like oh I'm going through the motions but when I'm in that mode on stage my brain just connects shit that I never thought I would. I'm better at doing it on stage for some reason, but yeah. yeah
0: you said something interesting a few maybe a month or so ago. We we were speaking about something and you said. Um, that someone told you that you have really good energy on stage, which is a po- which is a polite way of saying you're sh- you shit at writing jokes or something something like oh, that. Do you remember? Yeah. Do you remember the like? Do you remember what it was like? It's
1: so when I started in the scene, um, one of the people who were you know like you know how you have like the senior comedians who are really good at what they do, and you're looking up and you go, oh, I hope I can be as good as them one day. Yeah. Um. So for me, when I entered the scene, Alan Brady was one of those. Who's uh, one of the co-owners of the co- comedy club? Even yeah, though he's, he's never there he, right now. He's, he's a good dude. <laughs> he's a good dude. Um, so when I, I spoke to him once when I was first starting comedy, and he said to me, um, "Oh, there's only two people who do comedy. When they start comedy, there's two types of people who uh, do comedy. Um, I shouldn't say do comedy. When they start comedy, there's two types of performers. There's one person who's got like good stage presence but needs to work on their writing, and then there's." Um, Good joke writers who need to work on their performance. Yeah. And you're the first. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, ouch. <laughs> yeah. No,
0: but it's, yeah, it's it, it was true. true. You know, it was
1: totally true um, because I've used to being on stages all my life. I'm already extroverted. So I am comfortable on a stage. That's never been my issue. Um, I sort of just had to learn how to joke write and uh, learn how to be on the fly. I always, I always used to think, like, uh, whenever I'm in no pressure situations, that's when I'm the funniest. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So um, that was something I had to overcome as a comic because the second I stepped on stage, I was like, people are expecting to me to fun be funny. So that was the second I stopped being funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? I had to find a way to make it fun for myself. It's inter- um, it is yeah.
0: interesting because um, I, I have found that, yeah, like, the times that I have people pissing themselves, yeah, like when I'm hanging out with friends and stuff, is nothing close to what I do on stage.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: And I, it's like I it's need so to get cl- closer to being the guy that makes everyone laugh off stage. I need to get better at yeah. putting that on stage. And I think because like when you start, you're like, I <laughs> like you have an idea of me. what comedy yeah. is. But then, yeah, so that's something that that's why I've started to start doing more crowd work. Because I'm like, I'm naturally quick witted with with humor. Yeah. So I'm like, how do I just be that's more authentic to who I am as well. And it's like there's a little there's a little magic trick in crowd work that people are like I don't know people love that kind of shit.
1: Oh, when they're involved in the joke, they yeah. want to laugh more. You know, that's the huge thing with
0: and comedy. and listening to um, a, a, another comedy podcast that I listened to, people a, a comic was talking about. It. He's like, there's he goes, there's a beauty in crowd work, but he's like, it's like a drug because he's like, you get so. You want to do the, cr- you just want to do crowd work, and he goes, which is great to a certain point, but if you're getting to selling out theaters, or an ar- if you ever try to do an arena, you can't do crowd work with someone at, in the front row because no say, one yeah. can see that this guy's wearing a fucking blue shirt with ducks on it. So he's yeah. just like, there's he goes. Well, you
1: just have to be very good at explaining all the jokes beforehand, and it still becomes an issue. You can't. It's like because I've definitely seen people in their specials do crowd work in the front. And yeah. they just they just are aware as performers. Oh, I should mention, you're wearing a hoodie, mate. Oh, yeah. Well, f- how can we line about hoodies? You know what I mean? Like they they make sure they get the information to the audience before they make their bit. Yeah. Um, but you can't do that even with the explaining for a whole special. No. Like it doesn't work.
0: Yeah. So like yeah. So I think for myself, I'm like I need to get better at writing more often. Um, but I always get inspiration and just <laughs> write stupid shit. And, yeah. like, it comes to me at, at weird times. And sometimes I've, like, I thought of a tagline the other day as I'm falling asleep. And I'm like, boots. And I popped up and I wrote it in my phone. And I'm zoning off to sleep. And then I thought of another one. I go, I'll just remember it in the morning. Oh I woke no, up and I forgot it. That. And I was like, fuck.
1: Because I'm like, mistake, yeah, I know. I'm, like
0: <laughs> I'm trying to be healthy. I don't want to look at a screen yeah. before I sleep. Because yeah, you do, important. if you
1: wake up to write that line down, you will be awake. Yeah. Right, I've, d- I've had that battle in my head before where I'm like, do I break up properly to write this down? Because you know that you will be properly awake after this. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because
0: like I've I h- discussed it on the podcast before. I'll like, that phone comes to the shower with me. Like, it just comes everywhere because I'm like, that's my little digital pad that I can. Oh, wow. wow. Because some, yeah. some, my brain just operates weird. Sometimes I'll be driving my car. And I think of a bit and I'll have yeah. to pull over and just, like, write, write yeah, it down. Yeah, I've definitely
1: done that. I write more bits. I For a while there, the w- the best way I was writing was via car, right? Like, I'll just be writing in a car. I'll be like, shit.
0: Well, ha- half down. of my job is is driving on the road. So I'll have to there pull go, over yeah. and be like, all right, fucking I can, but, write a little bit. Um, but I've actually found that I memorize jokes better. So if I write it in my phone and then I write it in a book, then I analyze it and I go... I went down to the park. Too much words. So I was like, I was at the park. Bang! Yeah. Cut that fat. Do this, and yeah. Once I actually start writing bits, then I like I'm in detention. I put myself in detention, and I write the bit.
1: Yeah. And then
0: it's burned into my brain. When it comes
1: to word economy, I'm better at word economy when I'm on stage. Yeah. Okay. Because when I um I'm so used to editing myself in real life because I got very aware very early on that um I liked keeping people's attention. And to keep people's attention, you don't give endless details. And I had train myself out of it. Yeah, okay. So I don't know. I'm just – I think I'm better at word economy on stage whereas – We, know, we all
0: have that friend that tells unnecessary details oh, in the God. story. So the other day I I was used to be that person was, too like, though. Tuesday, I think it was Tuesday. Was it was Wednesday. No, it was Wednesday because yeah. I get – because yeah, because I had my massage appointment on Wednesdays. So it was yeah. Wednesday afternoon I was driving and you're like, where the fuck – what are you talking about? <laughs>
1: It's the thing: i still have the ability to be that person like oh. i still can it just depends on the person so like if i have someone that i feel like i'm close with i'm like oh boy are you getting some details <laughs> like because you're my friend you said you care about me so you're gonna listen all right but when i introduce myself to new people or something always cut it short 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 short
0: sometimes the details is what what makes the story but so it's like yeah, i was in santa barbara it was a summer Weather was good. And
1: then like, <laughs> yeah, but that's still word economy for the details. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's Like true. it's it's the whole thing where you're doing details, but aren't don't pertain to the story at all. And then you still spend like so many words explaining just that detail. Yeah. Like what my um. So my housemate is bad for it. I love my housemate. She's lovely. She's wonderful. Um, but also I know and have forgotten so much about people that I have never met in my life <laughs> over the seven years I've lived there. It's insane. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Um, yeah, so and then she'll come up to me and tell me another story, but she'll tell me with the um, with the assumption that I've remembered everything that she's told me in the past, yeah. <laughs> and I'll just be like, "Oh no, what was that thing she told me the other day about this?" <laughs> it gets a little bit confusing.
0: It's pretty funny. Like I saw uh, I saw a meme the other day where um, someone's like, "When you hear your friend tell the story for the hundred fiftieth time, it's just like a big eye roll. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. we've all heard that story." Um okay so we've gone through some writing techniques i think one I don't
1: think i ever told you my influences though no, we <laughs> I, think skip, I just got we, we
0: skipped through it who was yeah. who are who are some of your influences
1: uh, Okay so most of the people that i love are people who are completely different comedically from me Okay, I love them so like James mm. A big fan um i love Sarah Millican she's awesome um i love all the classics of course you know like Bill Burr and all of them i'm thinking Yeah James Acaster is my biggest one. I I'm love gonna have him. to go and I watch him because I oh w- I googled
0: him the other day when you told me, and I was like, okay, like I'll have a look at him, and I was like, oh, he's got a very familiar looking face, that I c- couldn't remember any of any of the bits that he does. Um,
1: oh my god, I've watched his um, specials so many times. Yeah, I, I used to fall asleep to him. Yeah, <laughs> I would like genuine. I would have his babies. Yeah, for sure. I don't <laughs> even want kids. I would baby. have his babies. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, what what advice, if if someone was listening to this, hypothetically, they want to get into doing comedy, yeah. what would be some advice that you'd give them?
1: Oh, wow. Okay. Um, biggest advice is edit, edit, edit. I mean, we were already talking about that. You don't need the extra details that you think you need. Yeah. Cut down. Just ask yourself, what do what is the only thing I need in this to understand the punchline and then only have that as the setup? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and that's the biggest thing I find with newbies that they don't do that um, the other thing is like if you can be fearless do it I mean I know that's hard for so many people but like where like the comedy community is aching for people who are unique in comedy styles and not just doing what everybody else is doing if you want to try something do it I wish I was more brave to try more shit
0: oh dude you I've know? got I've got all these ideas of things that are. That I want to yeah. try, and
1: but then my I have this voice in my brain that always goes, yeah, but what if it's stupid? You <laughs> that's
0: know, the, that's the same voice that I have, all, yeah. all, and it's just like that's her. I'll, yeah. t- I'll tell you off air of one of the things that I that I want to do.
1: Totally, and I'll tell you it's in, shit. It's and a big <laughs> in,
0: and then you go and do it. I'm like, yeah, that yeah, motherfucker.
1: Yeah. <laughs> she stole my bit. Yeah, but um, she died rolling me. <laughs> so, <laughs> <Yeah. okay. laughs> um,
0: we also like to do um, what we call the old Sunday roast on this. So oop, oop. Um, every week we tend to roast a shit cunt. Um, so there's no shortage of them in the world, unfortunately.
1: Uh. <laughs> it's so true. And I'll be honest, this was the part of the podcast that was like most concerning to me because um, uh, I, I, I'm... S- I'm such a nice person. Yeah, you you never say a
0: bad word about anyone. I
1: mean, unless I like people, and then then I'm horrible to them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm the same. (laughs) If I'm a cunt to you, that means I like you exactly. I have an absolute look. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know if this guy's a shit cunt or a sick cunt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's on the line. He's, 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 oh, he's, I can help you figure it he's out. He's tinkering.
0: <laughs> All right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play this through the audio here so everyone can listen. Trevor Collins unlocked one victim's phone by holding it to her face while she slept so he could place more bets.
1: Collins told multiple women he was a professional gambler who could make them rich. (laughs) After meeting a date in January 2020, Collins took her to the Swan Hotel in Richmond. While she was on the dance floor, he sat in a corner and transferred $72,000 of her life savings into a Bet365 account. After losing almost 20 grand, the father of one then ditched his victim using her credit card at the Centrefold Lounge Strip Club on King Street. Months later, the Little River cricket player targeted a woman from Roeville. She woke up to find Collins had lost $14,000 of her... Collins then took another woman out to dinner at the local in Port Melbourne. When she left her phone unlocked on the table to go to the bathroom, he bet $8,500 on a South Korean basketball game.
0: And <laughs> it Christopher Collins. And lost, and lost
1: it all. Dude.
0: I... The
1: South <laughs> Korean basketball. Wow. dude.
0: So such a unique fucking pun (laughs) all right a few things about christopher collins that i find (laughs) remarkably funny all the dates i don't know if you if you if you picked up all the dates he's just taking girls to pubs yeah let's go to the pub (laughs) but how's he finding all these girls that just have thousands or tens of thousands of dollars oh my god and it's like how are you getting into someone's phone like and just being I, like, <laughs> I just know I'm gonna know. Like my banking has a little password that I got to put the password. Yeah, in. Yeah,
1: I do think that's strange. Like the that then they don't have passwords on their phone or something like that. The the chick who fell asleep and he used her face ID, like that one, not on her. That one was that was on iPhone, I guess. Like yeah. <laughs> on Apple. Yeah. Like get a better system. Like she's sleeping clearly. <laughs> they should be liable there. Yeah. But um, uh, speaking as a single woman, um. The uh, the idea of a man asking uh, uh, you out to dinner, um, I fully understand why they fell for it. <laughs> like, it was, oh. Oh, you're going to take me on a proper date. You're going to, oh, you're going to buy me a meal, are you? You're
0: taking me down to the local ooh. for a parmy. Oh, <laughs> all right.
1: I had a guy oh, take me on a date. To, to, yeah, he took me out for a snitzel. Um, and, uh, and then he ended up fucking my best friend. So, you know, it's totally a thing. <laughs> it's so a thing. Um, <laughs> I think we just like, um, women are so, no offense, uh, but we're doing this. Um, I guess the lesbian thing again, where we're just like, uh, I'm giving shit to men again. Um, but I think That's women are just we we're so used to seeing the bar so low that we're like, ooh, we're schnitzel. Have seventy two thousand of my savings. <laughs> <Like. laughs>
0: it's unbelievable that like not only did he get seventy two thousand dollars, how like how is there no checks and balances where like you like you go to transfer over a certain amount and the bank's not like, hey, dude. You
1: yeah. have no history
0: of gambling. Now, all of a sudden, like, you want to transfer $72,000 to a Bet365 account?
1: Yeah, man, that's nuts. Fucking crazy. Also, talking about editing, I can't believe they went like, oh, 72, 000, he took her 72000 from her and then went to a strip club with her credit card. And then after that, they put like the six thousand, seven thousand. That's yeah. nothing. Seventy two. That was your close up. What yeah. are you doing? Yeah, that they should have the start,
0: started low because yeah. they like spending seventy two thousand dollars, then taking a credit card to a, to strip, a strip club. Strip
1: up. That was definitely the close.
0: Fucking king.
1: Yes. Oh my god, dude. fuck. I don't understand why you just didn't spend seventy two thousand on hookers or something. Like yeah,
0: <laughs> you, you took her. You took some chicks' money to go spend on naked naked chicks. Strip clubs don't make sense to me either. Yeah. Just while we're on the topic of yeah, strip let's, clubs. Yeah,
1: let's talk about strip like, clubs I that don't I've, understand. I've never been to ever. Totally never been. That's bullshit. How <laughs> <laughs> oh, could you tell by that very strict and total, to, I've never been to a strip ne- club. <laughs> she's never been. Um,
0: You can have some more buff trays if you want. Oh, yes, feel I definitely to, will. Free, free to,
1: alcohol, yes, please. Feel
0: free to look after yourself. Thank you. Um. Let's
1: yeah, talk yeah about I just, strip clubs. I don't,
0: I don't, I like I don't understand why they're a thing. Like I understand why they're a thing. Dudes are desperados, (laughs) but it's like why go to explain this to you? Why pay someone to make you horny and then you can't fuck them? Like
1: oh, I see. Like if
0: I was a if I was a dude that was invested in um. Do you need some more coke? By the way. Um
1: yeah, you've got some. Um, um, (laughs) um, thanks, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. So I can
0: help it. <laughs> um, yeah, like I was like, if, if you are one of those dudes that has to pay for female attention, like wouldn't you just, instead of going to a strip club, wouldn't you just go straight to the brothel? Like- that's
1: what. Yeah, that's what I think too. Because um, I'll be honest, I actually haven't been to a strip club, but I have been to a brothel. Um, which is a crazy thing to say. Yeah, that is. Like, <laughs> um, I was invited to a you bachelor party. You ran before party. you could crawl. <laughs> I know, I know. It was so weird for me. So um, I got invited to a mate's bachelor party, and this was a guy who used to live in Tenworth, right? Yeah. Um, so they were coming to Newcastle, going on a trip up, and um, going to a bachelor party. They were going to do a bunch of stuff, drinking this. It was a whole weekend of activities, and one of the activities was they got a stripper at the brothel you know, like a topless – they got like a topless waitress and they got like a stripper as well. Okay. So that's a package that they give at the brothel. So it was actually just a strip show, but it was at the brothel. So um, – and the thing is when, when he invited me, um, I checked with him. I'm like, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to be the only chick there, am I? He's like, oh, no, no, Alice is coming. This person's coming.
0: Candy's out. working.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I was the only chick there. Oh, no. <laughs> I was the only chick there. And it was so awkward just watching these – um. Oh, how do I say this? I mean, they were very nice gentlemen, but they, let's just say it, nerds getting very aroused by a stripper in front of me. And I'm sitting in the corner just making awkward jokes the whole time to <laughs> try to make me feel more comfortable about the situation. And I thought
0: my relationship with my dad oh was my bad. Like, <laughs> <I>
1: know. <laughs> you know what the worst part about it is? I knew the topless waitress. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was friends with her.
0: That's fucking hilarious! Oh
1: my god, but I've forgotten her names. It was so awkward for me. A few,
0: a few years ago, when I was working in construction, probably two thousand seventeen, me and my two cousins were doing a job somewhere up up here, not in Newcastle, but like Central Coast area, and we we knocked off, like let's just have a beer and grab a grab a feed. So we we rock up to the pub, and. The guy's like, "Oh, you might want to go into that room, like, because we're in trading gear." He's like, "I think you're here for, for this <laughs> room," and we're like, "Oh, well, wherever there's cold beers, man, like, yeah. that, that's where we'll go." And he goes,
1: "I've never had anybody look at me and just assume that I want a strip show." Yeah. Like, and he's
0: just like, "Oh, you look goes- like
1: you want to be sexually aroused." <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: that's what you need after a long day, isn't it, mate? And he's like, yeah, just go. He's like, you, you guys, just go in this room there. And as I was walking to the room, I see that there's black garbage bags over the windows and it's like five o'clock. I'm like, "Oh no, this is a bit weird, eh? And then walk in and then, so like we go and grab a beer. It's just normal, TAB, everything's chill. Have a, have our first beer, looking at a menu and we're like, it's got the basics, steaks, nitty. We'll just get a feed here, all good. Go and get our next beer and then next minute, like, this chick walks in and, like, is in, like, this coat and just, like, takes takes the coat off and is just tits out, G-banger. Wow. And then just, like, is just, like, walking around and, like, all these, like, desperado, like, tradies are, like, paying her to go get them a drink. It was the most awkward <laughs> fucking thing. I was just, like, and it's, like, I don't know, like, I don't know where to look. And I'm, like, I don't want the, the – now she thinks that I'm a creep. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not here. Like, I was tricked into coming here. Like,
1: so, Okay. So I actually respect you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, I have a condition where I, I, I have a lot of male friends, right? So back in Tamworth, they have a lot of, um, topless waitress afternoons, right? Yeah. So, um, a couple of mates invited me out for drinks and they were guys and we ended up going to this pub and, um, uh, so, so when they do topless wager uh, at, a, at a bar, they've still got bras on. Like they're not fully topless, but they still advertise it as, you know, like topless. Yeah, you know, like so get like they're in
0: lingerie off. or something.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. they've got like, you know, um, yeah, all lingerie, yeah, sort of thing. Um, and then So one of the chicks You know They're running around Getting drinks for everybody And one of the chicks Came up to get our drink order And I went to school with her <laughs> And I was like Oh And I'm just sitting there Having a conversation Being like Oh so what have you done Since school Like what are you What are you been up to While well, she's in lingerie yeah. And I was like Oh this is so awkward How's work going uh, And do you yeah. enjoy
0: that Yeah Yeah you like the 40 year old Fucking yeah. divorced guys That <laughs> smell like Stale cigarettes
1: It's crazy Come man. here darling
0: I'll get you And you're like Oh god Yeah It was awkward
1: I think it's the worst thing too Because I walked into the pub Because I was curious What it was going to be like Because I've never been to one of them before And I was It was It was It was kind of awkward How everyone was trying to act Like it was the most normal thing in the world Yeah The people were just like Girls were running around With lingerie and shit She's
0: got her tits out Yeah And we're just <laughs> pretending that she doesn't. We're just sitting there having a normal we're trying conversation. trying to
1: be chill about it. I, mean. I,
0: I felt sorry for one cuz like she clearly had a meth problem. Like she was Oh no. just built like a broomstick. Just like my tits are bigger than hers. Like oh, just no. like like you know when you see titties and they're sad like they're <laughs>
1: staring <laughs> at the ground like I was just right. like <laughs> I was like what I is I see that th-? in the mirror every night, right? <laughs> 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 Not, not like, not yeah.
0: like that. <laughs> but I was just like, "Oh, this poor bitch." I'm like, she is like, is just clearly, clearly a big crystal head fan. Like, and I'm not talking about the vodka. I'm talking oh. about fucking <laughs> she loved the shard. And yeah, like uh, I, I just felt sorry for this chick. I was like, "You're like her g string was sad. Like, it didn't accentuate her ass. It just kind of fell into it." And I was just oh. like, "This is." This is so bad. I was like, this is the worst. Like, yeah. So we, we ended up like finishing our drinks and like collectively, we were all like, that was fucking weird. Like, let's just go eat our schnitzels.
1: Oh, <laughs> man. With, it's like, kind of weird society. to try and, and go get a drink and then be like, I'm concerned about your health. <laughs> like, and, yeah. Because <laughs> that's, that's what it would have been, am, right? A pillar of health drinking on yeah. a Tuesday. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm worried about
0: your health. <laughs> <laughs> like, Shit. it was just, it was fucking awkward. And then, like, I was – so, like, I was just going up and buying my own beers and the guy's like, hey, buddy, I don't know if you realise, but there's (laughs) half-naked women that will bring you the beer. And I'm like, yeah, man. It's like I had a girlfriend at the time and I was like, "Eh, fucking, you know, I don't want to, like, even communicate with this woman, let alone pay her to buy my own beer. Like, my legs are fine. I can walk up and get my own fucking beer – and yeah, I but that's don't the only reason those attention. women do it.
1: Like, the only reason they do it is because they get paid, like, double what they would normally do doing just a normal bar job.
0: Yeah, exactly right.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So yeah. Uh. And it's just like they don't have to pour the beer. They just walk up and they're like, yeah, Gary wants two VBs and Carlton Draft. Yeah. His fucking 50 bucks and then they take it and then she she just gets the change. And I was like, I was poor at the time. I'm like, I'm not paying <laughs> fucking 10 bucks for a schooner and then giving fucking Candace a tip.
1: Yeah.
0: Get fucked, can't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was fucked Oh man I've, I, I've never been to one since I think uh, I'm very much a person That I'm like I'm willing to experience anything Because I love I love experiences Uh, But I just—I don't think it's for me, mainly because I'm straight. You know, like it's. Yeah,
0: I wouldn't. I don't think I could picture myself going to a place where dudes just all have their hogs out, and they're just like, "What's up? What's up, bro? You want a drink?"
1: Oh my god! Like, oh, I'm sorry. That just—you got a dick like a
0: baby's arm, man. That's fucking impressive. Like that would make me feel even more self-conscious. I'd be like, oh fuck! (laughs) All these hot dudes around with big dicks. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes
1: the testosterone levels can just be.
0: Oh, dude, I got a mate who's a male stripper. Oh, really? Yeah, dude, I just remembered okay, that. Okay, but
1: what, does he feel like serving us drinks? Or? <laughs> <laughs> get, get him round here. Get, get yeah,
0: he does, he does, like, he did topless waitressing and he's just like, man, he goes, bachelorette parties, they get wild. He's yeah. like, you think that Buck's parties are wild? He's like, Buck's parties are wild because dudes do dumb shit. And yeah. he's just like, bachelorette parties get wild because they will do slutty shit.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah,
0: like he was just like, man, he's like, yeah, we did a bachelorette party. And one of his friends, like, hooked up with the chick that is getting married.
1: Oh, I've heard and lots like of stories of All like the way
0: hooked up with her. And I was just like, what the
1: fuck? I was yeah. like, damn. I was like this You're going to hope that, that she had like a, an arrangement with her fiance or something. <laughs> yeah. You, you're going to hope. Oh, man. Yeah. If this six foot two oh. dude
0: with tattoos and chiseled arms, who's my stripper, wants to fuck me, can I fuck him?
1: Oh shit! Wild, wild. Times. I mean, I don't think I would have said yes to that. Oh, someone who's probably better looking than me. Like, yeah, go fuck them. Like, I don't think. Fuck no, oh, man. I mean, I don't know for sure. They could be. Oh fuck.
0: It'd be. Uh, <laughs> that is awkward, oh, dude. isn't it? Oh. Yeah, you'd like you'd second guess the marriage. It's just like oh fuck, what she's just gonna fuck Todd?
1: Oh <laughs> like, my
0: god, who she's known for? Who she's known for three hours, and he's making her fucking margaritas, yeah. and then that's all it took. Like I'm going to be
1: honest with you. I'm not sure I believe in marriage anyway. Uh, like
0: it's a, yeah. I, uh, I don't, like, I don't, yeah, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird concept.
1: Yeah. I think um, for me, the only things that appeal, because I've actually been engaged before. Um, oh, it did not work out. He was an asshole. And <laughs> but like, um, I think the only thing that attracted to me is the idea that you get to have a ring, you get to have an engagement party, you get to have a wedding. Like, just those ceremonies. Oh, they're all like fun. the idea of you being legally contracted to someone yeah, that's is a, that's bullshit. Yeah. And I can have a party without <laughs> without and, a guy.
0: And then, like, when you get in the dicey territory of they can now take half your shit, like, oh, man, it's just a fucking... It
1: gets nuts. I mean, um, to be fair, though, like... We're kind of already in that situation because of de facto, you know, when you live with somebody for longer than six months, they're entitled to half of your shit, which is fucking, stupid. It's,
0: it makes no sense. No, like, it makes no sense. my well, partner has a house and I would never, if we ever broke yeah. up, God forbid, I would never be like, oh, I'm going to fucking take yeah. your house. Like,
1: but that's such the a, danger though. That's such a the shit second. cunt
0: thing to do oh, that like, God. hey, dude, if you didn't work for it or earn it, like, that, then it's not yeah. yours. Like, and I think my dad kind of was like, had always instilled, like, you want something, you got to work for it. Like he's like, I can buy you that little Broncos jersey that you want, but that's 110 bucks. So, like when I was younger, he's like, You got to work for the jersey. And he's like, I'll throw a football and socks in there. You can get the whole package. You can be bronco the fuck out, son. Yeah. But you got to mow the lawn. You got to do this. You got to do the dishes every night for yeah. a week. Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I will pay you industry rates of 20 bucks an hour. You do X amount of work. That shit's yours. We'll go yeah. there next Saturday and buy it.
1: So that's good parenting, man. Great parenting. I so love then that. I did it
0: and I was like, fuck, all right, cool. I've earned it. And yeah. then, like, yeah, like when people don't earn shit and they're like, oh, well, I'm just going to take this they just sort of be of a cunt. It. You're like, yeah. you're a fuckwit.
1: Oh my God. I hate that shit. There we go. That's who we can roast. Fucking shit cunts who take half of yeah, everything. Yeah, stop taking <laughs> half,
0: you fucking lazy plebs. Yeah. Get your own shit.
1: <laughs> so when me, me and my fiance broke up, he took my PA. And I was so livid about it. Is that your
0: papa assistant?
1: <laughs> no, no, no. Um, like, like speakers system. Oh, like, oh, you took my fucking PA, like my public address system. That's what it technically yeah. stands for.
0: <laughs> I've got. A little I didn't PA have to use its there. full
1: term. You know I mean—the full name. But yeah. like, yeah. Genuinely, I was so pissed about it. But I was like, it was um it was a cheap shit one anyway. It only cost me six hundred bucks. So but I was like, still. take that as long as you leave. Yeah, <laughs> like that was I my attitude. Talk, as long
0: as I never talk to you again, we're good.
1: Oh yeah, man. <laughs> it got so dicey. Anyway, I will tell I'll tell you that story another day. <laughs> That's for another
0: one. We might wrap it up anyway, for but sure. um, thank you for coming on. Eddie Rockefeller, they can find you on Instagram.
1: Indeed, Eddie Rockefeller Comedy. They can Um, find
0: you on Facebook.
1: Eddie Rockefeller Comedy.
0: (laughs) And what events should people look at if they're trying to get into watching some comedy in Newcastle?
1: Oh, yeah. Um, So you can go to my website, Face Open Mic Comedy. Um, That's got listings of all the events I do around Newcastle. Uh, One of our favourite ones is the Stag and Hunter. That's on the first and third Wednesday of every month. So you can check that out. We've also got uh, one at the Cardiff RSL, second Wednesday of every month. What else? Um, we've got Kent Comedy starting next week, bruh. Sick Kent. Very excited about that. So that's going to be the last Wednesday of every month. So Awesome. Yeah, definitely come along to that one. That one's going to be a sick show. So yeah, yeah, check it out. Wow. Face Open Mic Comedy. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram for that as well. Um, or yeah, like me, please. Give, give it me, a like. Give me acceptance.
0: We need it desperately, more yep. than you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, we'll also be at the Newcastle Comedy Club most Tuesdays. So if you're in the area, come along. If not, dude. Just like we said Give us 15 years Then you'll know exactly Where the fuck we're at <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you coming on dude yeah, Thank you so sure. much Yeah sure Thanks for having me Alright Be kind to yourselves You motherfuckers Check in on your friends Make sure that they're doing all good And don't forget to
1: Smoke weed every day
0: Yeah <laughs> How good's Doctor Dre? Oh man, it's so He's fucking good. A, he just puts you in the mood. <laughs> the fucking, the minute that comes out, I'm like, yes sir.
1: Hell yes. Bye for now.